Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. So today I am going to talk about five steps for a 3D Parent Parenting Reset for you and your family that I hope will revolutionize your family dynamics. This is an idea that I have been working on. I'm developing some classes and webinars and workshops in the new year. And this is almost like a Cliff Notes condensed version of something that I hope to expand upon in one of my webinars or workshops or classes in the new year. So stay tuned for that coming up soon. I promise to fill you in when there are more details on my podcast and through social media. So anyway, this five-step 3D parent parenting reset. Well, it's a new year and... All of us have been through a lot in this past year, 2020, sayonara, really glad that we are done with that year. This new year is a year full of possibilities and growth and renewal, and your parenting is maybe one of those things that could use a little bit of a reboot, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to give you five steps that could really make an incredible difference for your family and the way that you parent. So jumping right in, step number one, I want to encourage all of you to take a one-week punishment detox. This is what I mean. I want you to stop all the threats, all of the punishments, all of those bribes and rewards, the parenting that we kind of fall into, either because it's what we know to do because that's how we were parented or because we don't know what else to do. All of that is keeping your parenting stuck and not where you ideally want to go. I want to encourage you, like I said, to do a detox. Get that out of your toolbox. Don't even allow it to be something that you can do. You're going to make change. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to maybe not know what to do at times. I'm talking about also timeouts. I'm talking about warning. Like I said, no more threats. And if you do that one more time, I'm going to. That's gone. You're one, two, three. Something bad is going to happen after you get to three. That's gone also. So we're done. We're taking a detox on all of that. Now, I'm not saying let your kids get away with murder. I'm not saying that let them walk all over you and act like wild, actual monsters. It's totally fine. And there is completely still a place for natural consequences. Those are fine and encouraged and necessary. A natural consequence is not the same as you just talk to me with a rude tone of voice, you've lost your phone. That is the punishment that we're going to be taking a break from. A natural consequence is more like 
hey, you know what? You two are fighting right now. It's not working right now to play together. You're going to do your own thing. Or, oh, you just threw that toy in it, and it's now going to go up here on this shelf. Notice there was no warning. If you keep playing that way, you're going to have to separate. If you keep playing like that, I'm going to have to take that toy away. There was none of that. It was just straight up natural consequence. This is not working. We're doing something else. If your kid talks to you with a rude tone of voice rather than punishing them or threatening them or lashing back yourself, just instead go with, wow, you seem really frustrated right now. When in doubt, if you don't know quite what to do, do nothing right now. Again, this is a one-week trial. We're doing a detox. It's better to do nothing while you're trying to hit reset than to kind of fall back into those old patterns that you're trying to break from or that I'm encouraging you to break from. Even if you think I'm crazy right now, just do this as an experiment. Who knows? It might be the beginning of the next step that you need to take to become the kind of parent you want to be, that you envision yourself to be. This is a really important step. I'm saying it might be. I'm telling you now it's going to be. So if you're in doubt and you don't really know what to do in that moment, take a breather, take a break. It's better to do nothing at that moment. You can revisit later. You can still talk about things later. If you feel like you have to issue some type of a punishment, that can happen later. But give yourself time to reflect and think and remember this goal of for one week, trying to not threaten, punish, bribe, or give your kids some type of reward, give them warnings or one, two, threes, which are both the warnings and the one, two, threes are both kind of fit in that threat category, but we sometimes don't think of them that way. So that is step one. Step two, at the same time that you're doing this punishment detox, take a one-week challenge to also really up your connection game. Put an increased focus right now on that one-on-one connecting. This special time should not be something that is earned or used as a reward, something that you take away if behavior is bad and something like that. This harp happens regardless of behaviors. And ideally, it should be at a predictable time at around the same time every day. On the same vein with this connection challenge, put the connect before direct mindset into the way you interact with your children. What I mean by that real quick, I go into that in a lot more detail in my discipline episode. But if you think about your child doesn't do what you ask them to do, it might be because there's a lack of connection there. So during this one week challenge, spend the time before you're asking your child to do something, connecting with them interacting with them, come into their world, get into their face and space in a friendly way, this will really make a big difference. Now, kids who are young, this has got to be a rule of thumb. When they're young, you have to be able to get them to engage with you on a relationship level before you're going to get them to follow through and do whatever you want or need them to do. This also is a rule for any children who might maybe are a little older, but are really prone to that counter will, that resistance. As soon as you ask them to do something, it's a note, they slow down, they don't do it. So a child is really prone to counter will or who's on the younger side, kind of under the age of six, connect forward direct is going to be key. This also works for older kids, teenagers, tweens and teenagers who are more prone based on the age and stage they're in to kind of fall into that counter will category. Connect with them, spend some time talking with them, interacting with them, finding out what they're interested in before you say, okay, that's great. And in a few minutes, I need you to, or we're going to. So go ahead and connect before you go ahead and ask them or insist that they do something. 
Another thing to do to kind of think about your connection during this challenge this week is to start something new that could be a point of connection. A lot of times we think of family meals as being a time of connection. And family meals are important, particularly at least once a day. Usually it's dinner time. But there might be an opportunity for you to kind of insert another touch point throughout the day around food, particularly if it's during a vacation, a family holiday, when you're not in school, or if a lot of you are home right now due to the pandemic and stay-at-home orders, or maybe this is something that you try out on the weekends. If you think about England and Ireland and the British colonies, they have a tradition of afternoon tea. There's a similar Scandinavian, I think it's Swedish, similar, I think it's called fika. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's the same kind of idea. It's an afternoon snack around tea or coffee in a little snack that everything stops. And this is like a religion in these countries where they have this type of a practice, everything stops. You might be in the middle of a very busy workday at a high power company. Everything stops when it's time for tea or fika. And so try this in your family. Have it be just a quick little point in the afternoon when everybody gathers together, they have their snack, they sit down and they just have a little conversation that is just pleasant, just not focused on tasks and things we need to get done. It's a break from work. It's a break from school. It's a break from chores. It's a time just to kind of sit down and enjoy a quick little moment of connectedness as a family before going off and doing our own things. At the end of the week that you've done these two step one and step two challenges, the punishment, threatening, and also bribe reward detox, and the connection challenge, I want you to take a pause and come reflect on your family dynamic. Ask yourself, are there more problem behaviors or less problem behaviors? Are my kids acting out more? Am I feeling like I need to intercede more? Or are things kind of flowing a little bit more smoothly? Am I feeling more fulfilled as a parent? Are my relationships with my children feeling stronger? Do I feel like I'm out of that mode of constantly having to dole out rewards and punishments all day long? Am I feeling more kind of like things are flowing better? having made that really significant shift of not doing the punishments and rewards and instead increasing that connection. Take that pulse at the end of the week. You just might be surprised at where you are as a family. And that might encourage more of this, not just a week, but we're starting with a week here. That's what I'm asking for you to try when you're doing this kind of reset for your family. Step three, and this is more kind of beyond the first week, this is kind of just a new reset to kind of keep in mind when you're interacting with your children. And that is to talk less and listen way more. Stop the lectures. This is a default I fall into very easily. I love to talk and hear myself talk. It's probably why I have a podcast. But I also love to do that with my children. I could succinctly make a point with my children in one sentence. I tend to prefer the monologue. and. I know that it's not effective, but I can't help myself. So I need to do a reset myself. This is some area that I could really have a lot of growth in because I need to be able to not get off on just hearing myself speak and driving my point into the ground to the point where it's no longer effective with my children. Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? 
Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. So if you need to make a comment or give some insight into a behavior that's happening or a problem, it's okay. Go ahead and do it, but keep it to one sentence. Now, if you're kind of like experimenting with this, or I'm no longer threatening and warning, I'm just taking action. I'm just stepping in and taking away that toy that's being played with inappropriately. I'm separating the kids that are fighting incessantly. Your kids might want to know why. And that might feel to you like an invitation to start lecturing and talking and explaining. Instead, this is a good way to kind of get out of that habit, turn it back on them. Well, why can't I play with my brother anymore? Why can't I play with that toy anymore? Instead of falling into that trap, turn it back around on them. Well, why do you think so? Why do you think I took that toy away? Why do you think I said it's time for you guys to do your own thing and to separate for a little period of time? So that could be really something that could help you get out of that rut. This is going to have to take a little bit of my own suggestion here and put that into practice more because like I said, I love to lecture my kids and it's something I really need to work on in the new year as I'm doing my own reset in my own family. If your child comes to you and starts opening up about a problem or a worry they have or some type of a struggle, as part of this intention to listen more and talk less, let them do the talking and then just reflect what you've been hearing. Do not go into fix-it mode. Do not offer suggestions. Just listen. This is about connecting. This is about your child revealing a part of themselves to you. And that is a gift. And you should treat it as such. If you start jumping into, oh, well, I think you should try this. Oh, that's happening because you're doing this. Or here, why don't you do this instead? When you start jumping into that, you've almost kind of shot off the opportunity to understand and connect with your child on a deeper level. And that is part of this talking less and listening more. We're trying to make sense of our children as a 3D parent. What is underlying those behaviors that sometimes we feel completely confused by? When your child is willingly revealing themselves to you, be quiet and listen. They may be providing the answer to you, and you don't have to do all the talking and all the work. Just listen. Idea number four, step four, think about writing a family mission statement. I know that sounds very businessy for a family, but think about it this way. It's a way for you as a family to connect around what matters to you most, your core values, and to create a sort of vision for your family. And this might be helpful in getting yourself back on track or parenting with more intention with your family. I found a great explanation of how to do this on a website, and I put a link to this website in my show notes. It's called lovetoknow.com. And they give some suggestions on how to write one. And this is their sixth step of how to write a family mission statement. Number one, set up a time to meet with everyone within the household. Number two, discuss why you'd like to create a family mission statement. If you've got young kids, they may not be familiar with what a mission statement is. And even if you have older children, it might be helpful to get to a common understanding of what this is. Step three, ask each other to note one value or trait that they believe is important to include in the mission statement. 
And then go ahead and write down reoccurring themes and values that you're hearing from multiple members of your family. Or if you have a small family, you might be able to go around several times and create a longer list. And then maybe that can kind of meld into some key core values that you're identifying through your brainstorm. Step five, come up with a list of family values that includes each person's opinion. So it's important when you're doing this that everybody has their voice represented in this mission statement. It's not just something the parents are sending out as a decree. Include your children in creating this. And then step six is to actually create that mission statement. And then everybody can kind of agree that that is going to be their family's mission statement. Again, on that website, lovetoknow.com, they also included kind of a simple template that could make it really easy to come up with this mission statement for your family. And they have the step one, create an opening line. So this is the actual writing of the mission statement once you've done the brainstorm part. Now the actual writing. Step one, create an opening line. So in our family or in our house or in this family, something like that. And then part two, list out the values that are important to you. We do this, or we accept this, or we value this, or we love this. Those are the ways that you're listing out the values. And at the very end, once you've listed that, you can all sign your names on this document. So here's one example they gave on that website. In the blank family, we value each other's opinions. We embrace mistakes and learn from them. We support each other during triumphs, mistakes, and losses. We love to laugh. We embrace the silly. We respect each other wholeheartedly. So that's an example they gave. Now, I know that you can go on any, you know, Etsy website and search family mission statement or family values sign and order one and print it out and put it up on your wall. And I, I know people who've done that or they find a great deal on one and they're, you know, trips around to their favorite home decorating stores and they kind of just put up on their walls, which I know they're sweet and there's some kind of canned ones that you can purchase. But if you create it with your family, it's going to have a lot more meaning and value. And once you've done so and you've kind of identified it and you've kind of honed it and refined it and you've gotten your statement complete, you might consider finding an artistic way to capture it and to print it out and to frame it and hang it up someplace where your family gathers often, maybe around the um, dining room table or in the living room or just an area where you gather together as a family. Step five. This is the step five of your parenting reset. Find ways to insert more joy into your family. I found that over the last year, I've had to be more intentional with inserting joy into my family. There's been a lot of times I haven't felt a lot of joy myself, and therefore I've not been embodying joy, and I've not been seeking out opportunities to find joy for my family. I did a whole episode about this in the middle of the summer when I was feeling a bit joyless, and I had to hit a reset on my summer and the way in which I was thinking about this very different summer given the pandemic. Well, this might be something that could be really helpful for you and your family to be able to have more joy and be intentional about seeking and inserting joy into your family life. Here are some ways to do that. You can plan one thing a week. Don't go overboard. Don't stress yourself out. Just plan one thing a week. You could take turns with who gets to make the plan. You can come up with a themed day, maybe every Friday there's a theme for your family and everybody dresses up 
connected to that theme and you do something that has to do with whatever that theme is. Another idea is break the rules day. Maybe you have a day where there's no table manners or jump on the furniture day or use potty talk all day day. I mean, what kid doesn't think that's pretty awesome? And in breaking the rules, surprisingly, there can be a lot of joy sometimes on both the parents and the kids level. Another idea, plan and cook a meal together from beginning to end with your family. Play music together. That's a big point of connection for me and my family. Find a way to play and enjoy music together. Even if you have to pull up a karaoke track and just sing along and bang on pots from the kitchen. If you're not a super musically inclined family, creating music together brings a lot of joy. Try a new game. You know, a lot of families have game nights. If you don't, try one. Lots of joy can be found there. But maybe try a new game, mix it up a little bit, make it interesting, and that could add a little bit of extra joy to your family. And then embrace Huga time, H-Y-G-G-E. This is a Danish word, which is about in finding joy in the simple things, things like gathering for a fire or candlelight, books, blankets, cozy togetherness, and then just slowing everything down. There can be a lot of joy in simplicity. So maybe just not even having to have a plan, but just kind of creating this time when we all gather together and enjoy the simple things around books and candles, blankets, that could be really a way that you could get some joy back in your life as a family. So these five ideas that I have given you today are really not everything that will revolutionize your parenting and kind of maybe take you where you want to be. This is a start. This is a way to kind of say, okay, I'm going to do these five things. I'm going to commit to these five things to try and create the start of a revolution that your family might need to get back on track or to kind of move more the direction that is in line with your intention of how you want to parent. I really thank you for listening today and good luck transforming your parent the 3D parent way. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the3dparent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D Parent Podcast.